Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Banana phone. Ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, ding. Banana phone. I've never heard this song before. It's a beauty. I've got my hunches. It grows in bunches. the best, beats the rest. Cellular, modular, interactive, modular. Ring, 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 ring. Banana phone. Really gets Banana you. Banana phone. This is going to be my first dance at my wedding. <laughs> you are never getting married. <laughs> not with this. Doesn't day. mean he's not going to have a wedding. <laughs> it ain't a phony. My cellular, bananular phone. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just. Is that the show like that? Yeah. I never took off like Apple phones did, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Hey, shall we start? All right. Banana phone. You don't make friends with salad, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. My name's Marcus Speller, and Jim Campbell's here. He's up. Pete Donaldson's here. He's down. And the meatiest of all the meats, it's Luke Moore! Based me. Company, but four's a ramble, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. Somebody <laughs> just sent me an email with the subject line "Street Heat." Oh, so uh, heat. that's what I'm going to be bringing to the party. Your, is that maybe your new rap truth? <laughs> street Heat. Street Heat. <laughs> Pete Street Heat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you still working uh, on Covent Garden? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Streaky Pete. Well, yeah. Welcome back, Luke. Thanks. It's great, good, it's good to have to you back. Thanks. I'm, I'm, miss, I'm sad to miss out on so much Jesse Lingard chat. <laughs> <laughs> we did a bit extra for you. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, basically, what happened was I was, just, I was just sat at home listening to Jesse Lingard chat <laughs> anyway. So it's, it's fine. Yeah. We cut it short because we thought Luke wants to uh, get in on it. <laughs> next next month's Acast special is us just talking about Jesse Lingard for an hour. Yeah. yeah. Uh, basically, I, I I didn't edit out what I should have edited <laughs> out. But the problem, the thing, the thing is, we never edit anything out. Yeah. But this on, this occasion, on this occasion, on this occasion, <laughs> Jim said, "Let's get rid of the Jesse," and we never do that, do we, Jim? No, like, we, we don't. never do that. But uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, it's uh, it's an unfair. Uh, characterisation characterisation of what we do okay, it falls to pieces when I'm not here but I think the listeners knew that <laughs> oh, anyway they knew that anyway Pete because yeah. what I would say like imagine you listen to the ramble and you hear them go what they cut stuff out because they leave a lot of crap in yeah. don't they yeah. oh my god this is the gold <laughs> I, th- I think the, um, the, 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 the living testament to the fact that we don't cut anything out normally is just the show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Anyway, Marcus. Banana phone. 
I'm back with the banana phone in my in my mitt. Yeah, <laughs> in your pocket. Yeah, because uh, it fits neatly in there. Yeah. What a weekend of action, Marcus. We're going to have to talk about Jesse Lingard again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> After that performance. Well, well, we'll see. At least he's given us something to talk about this time. <laughs> yeah, that, that goal at Watford wasn't enough. <laughs> so he scored an extra one to get a little bit of extra chat. Uh, so well done, uh, Mr. Lingard. There, yeah. Um, yeah, nice Arsenal. knee slide as well. It was a lovely knee mm-hmm. slide. Yeah. Do you he think players a... practice that? I, th- I think I'd struggle to do that. I, if mm. I was a manager, I wouldn't want my players doing a knee slide because you see so many times they misjudge it. The pitch, they're going yeah. too, yeah, they're going the too high. The part of the pitch yeah. they're doing it from maybe isn't as watered as the other part, and, it, and they stick in the ground. Yeah. I'd take my knees right off. Yeah, you could, you could dislocate a kneecap. There was well, a German yeah. player recently who did really badly injure himself, didn't he? There doing was. a celebration. I'm not sure it was a knee slide, it but was. you do see it happen. Yeah, it does happen. It was. It was a Hertha Berlin player, that maybe? Sounds familiar. It wasn't a knee slide, you're right. No, it, it, it was, he was doing his famous Stanley knife to the SEL. <laughs> That's right. This is really weird. Really weird. He likes to get a bit of cheese while out and strangle himself. Yeah, yeah. You're right, it was, it was Bernhard Houdini. Yeah, he really shouldn't have uh, chained himself up and put himself upside down, submerged in a water tank. Who's the bloke? I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm warming to the idea of these celebrations getting yeah. more extreme, actually. Yeah. Who is the bloke who um, uh, set himself on fire? The, fire. Da, da, da. Oh, Arthur, the crazy, crazy world of Arthur Brown. Yeah, just well, he wasn't a player. No, yeah, yeah. it's true. Mm. Yeah, he used right. to dance around with a little fire hat on. <laughs> well, if, uh, to be fair, though, if you put on a flame-proof suit and set yourself on, on fire and ran mm. around I mean technically you would be fine I mean by the yes, time you true. got all that done they would have taken the kick off <laughs> yeah. I mean well, jo- Jonas, Jonas had a Spider-Man mask I think that's about the limit that's the limit yeah. that you can pull out your pants we'll yeah. see well, <laughs> as you've see. been told before people. <laughs> that's the limit that's the limit that is the, the minimum for mm. some people around the table of course mm. Jim Campbell um, Arsenal oh, I th- oh, we're done with that aren't we that game yeah, yeah. we can move on from that <laughs> I should say so um, big takeaway from that game Arsenal had 33 shots yeah move on move on on the door the funny thing is Right. It was it was a brilliant game, of course. Very this enjoyable. we know, really and and Arsenal did play a lot better, but it was ultimately the same old. Well, it, the ridiculous thing is, that you just, I don't mean you to sound like a gift Man United or a team as good as that. Chances like that. I mean, the, the first one was was sloppy defending. The second one, I don't know what Mustafi's doing there. Obviously, maybe he had some sort of fitness issue that had suddenly appeared because you know it was it was just held onto the ball for a baffling amount of time. But you just. You can't play like that against Man United. They essentially you... gave them a two-goal head Of course start. they did. And, and this is why, you know, when Arsenal start every season talking about title ambitions, that's, that's just just not going to happen, is well, it? Well, that's, that's part of the reason. The, the two-goal head start is essentially the reason why they lost because the third goal that Lingard scored, which killed it, yeah. probably doesn't happen if they're not 2-1 up yeah. already. Yeah, the gut, chasing the game. If, it's, if, it's, if those two mistakes early on... Well, sorry, those two goals that Arsenal conceded early on don't happen. They mm. both happen within 10 minutes, as we know. Um, that's all, that's one all. It's one it's one nil to Arsenal, whatever. And Arsenal were absolutely battering him. Mm. David De Gea put in the best goalkeeping performance I've, I've possibly ever seen in the Premier League. Yeah. <laughs> he was just and, so on it, wasn't yeah. it? Oh, you know that what? double save he made. Like, oh my but the, god! The more you see that, that shot from Lacazette had a lot of power on it. But he got so much of a hand to it. He didn't just parry that away. He actually sort of. Caught slightly it. grabbed it yeah. and it, yeah. it came out of his hand but that deadened it enough that he had time to adjust for Sanchez's follow-up it's absolutely world-class goalkeeping and with Sanche- phenomenal and with Sanchez's follow-up you, initially you might have thought oh Sanchez should have put that away but actually Sanchez did all he could in a sense because in, in De Gea a second. yeah because De Gea just snuffed it out um, it, he, De Gea, it was almost like De Gea and tackled and him. we're not talking about like naff players here we're oh, talking no. about Lacazette <laughs> yeah. is, no. and also the, sensational. the same from Lukaku yeah, oh, <laughs> yes. Look how quick the thing with De Gea as well is, and I think he's the best goalkeeper in the world. 
But look, prove look, it. Look how quick, <laughs> look how quick he gets up. Yeah. yeah. As far as I understand it, goalkeepers are when they're coached and trained. You make a save, you're up as quick as you can. Oh man, goalkeeper yeah. training's brutal. I've, I've, never, I've never seen a goalkeeper that looks that to, much like the cat in the hat. Get, <laughs> <laughs> no, get, Do that. Cross with Gareth Bale. Get to his feet so quickly. I, I mean, I said I said it's the best performance I can remember seeing in the Premier League. Has there have there been more saves made by a goalkeeper in a single game in the Premier League before? No, there isn't. Like, Tim Krull did a pretty good uh, one for three seasons ago against Spurs, where he was just, he was just that, hammering on the You're, you're reaching, that, Donaldson. That, <laughs> no, no, no. You might be. Was Krull that, was because De Gea made. He made 14 saves, which is the um, the joint record in a Premier League game since records began in 2003. I think Tim Krul might be in there for that. Mm. So, so sometimes keepers just have ridiculous games. Yeah. But, but I think David De Gea, in there David well. De Gea is an incredible goalkeeper. And you sort of think with the Real Madrid situation, they're sort of saying, oh, they're going to turn their attention to Courtois if he doesn't sort his stuff out. It's like, are they really? Because <laughs> yeah. I'd be throwing about as much money as we, they had uh, at that particular yeah, problem. Absolutely. I think mm. this, this, I don't mean this to sound insulting, but if you look at the way De Gea moves, it's almost quite simian. Do you know what I mean? It's just, it's just all, all limbs and all quick movements. It's, it's, it's fantastic. I tell you and what, though, really maddening in a situation yeah. like that. Speaking of um, Simeon and Manchester United goalkeepers, uh, was it Darlow in goal for Newcastle? Right, yeah. He did a proper Schmeichel at one point. Well, like a start. Well, he was finished with a arm out, jumps, the, wasn't he? Yeah. Arm out and, you know, just, just spread yourself. The ball had gone past him. In, in one sense, doesn't know too much about it, but yet makes the save. I mean, it does, which, didn't help the scoreline, but I mean. <laughs> in that situation, straight for the negative. I know. <laughs> in that situation, though, the goalkeeper, as you say, the goalkeeper what you're essentially implying is that the keeper's got to make himself as big as possible yeah. just to pr- probability wise just mm. give himself mm-hmm. the best chance mm. because he doesn't expect to save it right yeah, in, the, in the same way defender making a block or so just throwing himself yeah. in the way of a, of, a, of, of a shot from an attacker or something like that you, mm. can, you can say well you're a bit fortunate because you didn't know anything about it but actually how can you you know you can, yeah. when it's point blank like that you can't react quick enough so you're saying all right spread your arms yeah. and let's make myself mm. big and strong and and, and yeah. but, but De Gea did that you know like a puffer fish almost <laughs> it's all you've got <laughs> your instinctive natural yeah. defense it's one of the, the a goalkeeper's moves yeah <laughs> do you know what i mean but what a, like a, a single handed performance probably the best double handed goalkeeper's performance we have this we had this season definitely. i can't remember i can't definitely. remember i can't remember it's absolutely different class and 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 from Arsenal's point of view, they in uh, yes, it was the same context. Yes, it was Mourinho repeating Wenger again, mm. um, scoring early, uh, and so on and so forth. But within that context, uh, Arsenal did play better, which I don't know is is more frustrating or not. Because Arsenal, there was there was little chats of had they turned a corner and so on, they'd obviously gone on a little uh, winning run there. And 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 I think for for surely from Arsenal fans' point of view, so frustrating because had they have come back and even just got a point. The encouragement they'd have got mm. like, say, ah, see, well, maybe we are turning yeah. the corner. And also pointing to the, the home record as well. So many wins on, on the bounce is always a good thing. Mm. But yeah, it's, um, I'm not hugely surprised by it, to be honest. A lot of people seem to think that Arsenal had a quite good chance of winning because um, they won that fixture last year. But um, Mourinho was resting a lot of players at the time, if I remember rightly. So um, I was a little bit suspicious of that. Um, but it, as you say, it's that, you know, shooting yourself in the foot like that. Why does that pattern persist? You yeah. know, it, it just has to. Nothing has changed it. Um, I, I, find, so I, find I can't be surprised by it. I would find it particularly um, frustrating if I were an Arsenal fan, just the way they started the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think there's any excuse to not have that concentration at that early part of the game. I know sometimes you get mental fatigue and it's tough because they're a good team. And as Marcus, as you said during the game, you messaged uh, me saying Mourinho won't have wanted this game to be this open. I mean, no. the, the idea of the game is so open would have been anathema to what Mourinho is all mm. about. But because he had that two-goal cushion, they were able just through through a combination of, of a bit of luck and 
some amazing individual performances were, ama- were able to st- just to weather the storm. Um, but Arsenal, although they perform well and they've been on a good run in the league anyway, because uh, they were beaten by Cole, weren't they, in the, in the Europa League? Uh, but in the in, in the league, they've they've had been on a good run. But they're still the architects of their own downfall. Oh, I mean, yeah. they, it's, it's, they've got no one to blame but themselves, mm. really. Realistically, though, I think Arsenal's hope for for this season is is top four, obviously. And, and bizarrely, they're, cur- they're currently fifth. So yeah, but you know, <laughs> bizarrely, <laughs> looking at that performance, they're not going to gift teams two goals in every game. So I think you know they're on course. Every and, game and they might get better refereeing decisions. That. Let's make that very clear and, and, as well. And they're not going to play. They're not going to play Man United every game either. So. Well, quite. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the big the big negative for United will be that Pogba's going to miss the derby, which now. is gutting mm. for everybody because you want to see you want to see both of those teams at their best. That's what Pep uh, said. Yeah. He's been saying a lot recently, hasn't he? He got really angry. <laughs> Did he say it through his interpreter, Nathan Redmond? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pogba, do you think it was a sending off? I do, yeah. Yeah, I, I, mm. it looked pretty... Sending off Yeah. yeah it's, <laughs> well, I mean, it would People be... People are saying, oh, it was accidental, but that's not, that doesn't matter, does it? It's, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it was dangerous. Yeah, I thought really. it was a sending off. Could Shelney have gone? That was an interesting one because Lukaku's quite far from goal there, so I guess that's the argument that it's not a clear it's not about how f- opportunity. Yeah, but it's, well, it, it's it? not about how far it was. It was was the player going to cover back? Well, I think he could have been sent off. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't have been like I wouldn't have looked at that and gone, "That's outrageous." The Pogba thing, the timing of it is, would be annoying for me. They were already three one up. Mm. Yes, about that fifteen is. minutes left or something. Yeah, he's a full throttle player though, isn't he, Pogba? Yeah, I think I think all players have to be. Yeah. I think, but for 15 minutes left, putting yourself in that position, I don't know, it's uh-huh. a, bit, a bit annoying. At the risk of an edit point, we've got to mention Jesse Lingard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, uh, two, two great goals, and he's been on good form recently. And 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 Luke, we, we were chatting about Lingard, I think, off mic before, um, in in the context of England, saying that is he a little bit lightweight? Um, can he get pushed around a bit? Is he as effective? Because if you look at Lingard, you know he has scored uh, some some important goals. The FA Cup final being an obvious one. And clearly does have a lot of talent and, mm. and, and a little bit about him. Mm. Has the last couple of games sort of altered your opinion? Or you, I, was thinking, I, was, I was thinking about this. And you know what? When, when Lingard, he's got eight caps for England now, I think. And he's never scored for England. And that's fair enough. He's not had a huge amount of opportunities. But when England bring him on, he's 24 now. When England bring him on, <clears> I always get a little bit almost instinctively crestfallen. I think I, I, I just think he's not he's not of a sufficient quality that he's going to change anything. Not an impact player, perhaps. I don't think so. But listening to you just then, given that he doesn't score a huge amount of goals, his record um, goal scoring is very 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 low. He does seem to get quite important goals. Mm. So you wonder whether that lends itself to him having an impact if he were to go next summer with England. I, mm. I don't know if I know exactly what type of player he is. That's the problem. Yeah, I know what you mean there. Yeah, yeah. Because he's not. I wouldn't say he, he's obviously not a goal scoring midfielder because he doesn't score enough goals. Mm-hmm. He's not. He's not an out and out winger. Mm. He's not got the quality of being a inverted like inside winger who go and just beat players over and over again. Like he's not a Hazard type player. No. So it's hard to know. And he does seem a little bit lightweight. I don't want to bag on the guy. He's not a number ten either. No, he's not. So it's, it, he, he seems a bit like. Um, a jack of all trades, master of none. Type. But then might that? I mean, sorry to suddenly swing it around to England, and we will talk about international football obviously well, a little bit later on. Well, what and, and what? How exciting that's going to be! Yeah, it's we, amazing. Yeah. I can't wait for it. No, we've, we've got a section on <laughs> that yeah. later. But, later. All right. yeah, but I appreciate your excitement. Temp your excitement, sir. If yeah. you can, for the running order must be followed. Peter, yeah. see that excitement there? Edit it out. That's what I want to see from you, all right, when we get closer to Russia. Uh, but it, Lingard, you know, the way England play, probably a 3 4 2 1. Um, the, the, the two behind a striker, it, it, could he fit in one of those positions? 
Because actually, from what we're saying, what type of forward is he? You know, one of those players actually you might need to go out wide a bit, might be attacking would be a bit. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, could, that would be naturally where you would put him. Yeah, I just don't know whether he's good enough to play there consistently. Look, he was in the last England squad. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a, a, sh- a shout to be to be in um, to be in the England squad for next summer. Mourinho obviously rates him, and he's a relatively young Englishman, so he must have something about him because mm-hmm. Mourinho wouldn't be mm. wouldn't be committing to him. So, well, you know, there's other young English players in that Man United mm. squad that he absolutely does not commit to, like Luke Shaw. So <laughs> he has to be have something about him. Um, I, I just I just don't get excited when I see him, and I don't get excited when he, especially when he plays for England. Um, that might say more about me than it does him, though. Yeah, there we are. You see, um, but yes, they are up against Manchester City next, who have got a strong habit of winning uh, winnable games late on. <laughs> this performance against West Ham. I mean, I, I obviously heard you guys on Thursday or Friday. Um, talking about Man City beating West Ham 4-0 and all the rest of it. 8-0, I think, was even and, mentioned. Yeah, yeah, and at the time, I thought, yeah, fair enough, but they were so poor. They really Did you were. see the game? It's the worst they? I've seen them this season. It's like they couldn't get out of second gear the whole mm. game, and there were opportunities. They, 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 speaking about Arsenal maybe not quite being at the races very, very early on against United, well, Man City started off so sloppily, it wasn't just their pass selection that I noticed, it was their weight of pass, which they've been mm. so good on this season already. They couldn't get going, and then there were opportunities mm. for them to really kick on. West Ham scoring, you thought, right, well, that's going to give them a sharp shock. Yep. Didn't. Them getting an arguably quite fortunate equaliser, the manner in which it was yeah. scored, that didn't get them going either. It was only a bit of brilliance from De Bruyne and, 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 and David Silva, a bit of acrobatics from David Silva. That was a great goal. It was a great goal. And I think, you know, on one hand, you think, well, you can't really rely on that. But on the other hand, you're like, well, you can, because that's how good those players are. <laughs> and sooner or later, you know, Marcus, when you see their lineup, you think one of those players is going to do something. Mm-hmm. So they get away with it. But I thought they were so poor. I thought Guardiola's comments were quite interesting afterwards. I mean, it's, it's sort of classic Guardiola. He said about West Ham, they didn't want to play. When they lost the ball, they didn't press. They just went back with 10 players in the box. Yeah, It has happened in the last three games. It's almost impossible. And I thought... Surely you're used to that as Barcelona yeah, manager absolutely. and Bayern but Munich manager. Well, I think though, as we've, as we've said many times before, you know, he, it's this kind of strangulation style, isn't it, that, that Pep Guardiola likes with his teams, where like, you know, it's sort of the opposition becomes an irrelevance and you just sort of steamroll them with that. But teams are getting wiser to it and they're sort of digging in a bit more because West Ham were really, really comfortable to not have the ball. You could see that basically from the first minute. So yeah. like, it, it looked like a sort of attack versus defence training exercise really early on. Um, and weirdly, West Ham looked the more comfortable in that, which mm. was very, very surprising. Especially given they had West Ham had so many players out. Yeah, West Ham had quite a few centre-backs missing. Um, they had to play Declan Rice in there. I mean, that's a difficult ask for, for a mm. player so young. Um, and, and I don't really, I don't, look, I've got no sympathy for Guardiola saying those things. I actually think he, he could have got a lot more stick for that Redmond thing than he did. Yeah. Um, I think I'm he, so strong. he's I a say. very eccentric guy, but, you know, how do you expect a team like West Ham? Yeah. They've had su- such a bad start to the season, they've had to change their manager and we're only in December. They're away from home against a team who've dropped two points all season. I mean, sorry, Mr. Mr. Guardiola, what exactly do you fucking expect? <laughs> what, what are you expecting to happen in that situation? They're going to play a, a very, very deep um, defensive midfield line and they're going to try and make it difficult. Yeah. And they did make it difficult because that's their best chance. I'd mm. love, I would absolutely love it. I ho- and I hope we do see Guardiola before... You know his career is as a manager is finished, presumably in many many years to come. If he manages a side who are not blessed with loads of attacking talent and loads of, of money, and, and and I don't mean that in a sort of reduction, it's all good and what well, what can he do with Stoke. you know Stoke or something like that? Um, although they're you know, doing all right of late, Stoke. But yes, it, 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 if you take the point because he's had Barcelona now. Yes, that's a skill. Of course, I'm not mm. suggesting that uh, Guardiola is not one of the the greatest managers mm. of our generation. Of course he is, but but. 
on the basis of the comments he's made about getting annoyed with Redmond and getting annoyed with Westman, why aren't you attacking? Why aren't you playing the way I want you all to play? Well, because we don't have the squads, you know, we don't yeah, have the money and all that kind of stuff. And I would just love it if, if he did uh, manage a, a, a team who are a bit lower down, which the way his career is going is not going to happen, and understandably so. What would he do? You, you've got to be a little bit more savvy. And actually, Moyes set it's them like up. An, it's like an actor becoming like a famous Hollywood star and then going back to do cult films. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Or the, or the theatre. Or going back to do Midsummer Murders. <laughs> yeah. EastEnders. Peak <laughs> practice. I would love to have seen David Moyes run onto the pitch and have a go at Raheem Sterling about yeah. how good he was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're brilliant. Excellent. You're brilliant. Yeah, that would be brilliant. Great. I know. Well, yeah, I mean, there was, there was an air of complacency, you could say, uh, about their, um, mm. their build-up. But Thierry Henry made the point that Guardiola doesn't allow his teams to play any other way, even if in the dying stages of a match. They... They don't just throw balls into the mm. box and, and that kind of thing. It, it, even from goal kick. It, it, well, it, even even though De Bruyne is obviously, but you wouldn't say that was just a, yeah. a, a cross. It was know, funny was. because um, they had John Stones in the studio oh, before yeah. the game, and uh, he got a lot of abuse on social media for being a bit boring. Did he? Yeah. Well, I mean, he's, he's, he's very. That's, but the thing is, it's a different skill. He's not. He's not used to speaking. That's that's an irrelevance, I think. Yeah. yeah but David David Jones at Sky. Um, who friend of the Rambler, of course? Of course, yeah, yeah. He, he, um, he, DJ, uh, DJ. He asked John Stones what it's like playing under Guardiola, mm. and before the game, and John Stones said, "You know, he's the most demanding coach I've ever worked with. The standards are so high. All the things you'd expect." And then they served up that absolute nonsense for the first <laughs> for the first time. You think it really is that demanding? These players, <laughs> yeah. these players aren't even running. I know, yeah. right? but it was was it nice to see um, Stuart Pearce in a dugout again? It was oh, odd, wasn't it? It, it was. <laughs> Former, former Man City manager Stuart Pearce seems weird now. He looked like he got lost on the way to the shops. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I'm glad you said that because I saw that and I thought, what's he doing? I know they've, <laughs> I know they've hired him, but are they it's like seeing your teacher outside of school. Yeah, don't let him sit in the dugout of the mm. game. He put David James up front on on purpose yeah. once. Yeah, he's he shame that he was expecting the reception when he when he turned. Yeah, up. <laughs> a guard of honour. Yeah, <laughs> poor old Pearcey. Uh, no, poor he old. He was a Piercy. great player and a great servant mm. for England. Yeah. One of England's best ever fullbacks, but a dreadful manager. <laughs> <laughs> and similar political views to Peter. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a good thing, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, what, for him? Yeah. Maybe not for you, though. Um, but uh, West Ham, I have Chelsea and Arsenal next. Yeah. And the problem for West Ham is that, they're, well, they're not getting any points, but the, the, the two sides are immediately above them, Palace and West Brom, they are picking up the odd point here and there. And West Ham's 10 points from their opening 15 games is their worst ever telling the top flight since 1976-77. Uh, I mean, their, their main problem is they're not that good. Yes, that's their yeah, biggest that will go against you. But they have given a British manager a chance, so that <laughs> might true. work All in their favour. All we are saying is <laughs> British managers a chance. Well, and they've given an assistant, a, a British assistant manager a chance yeah. as yeah. well. And, and it's going to work out fine. Um, Adrian staked a claim to be West Ham's number one. Well, he's a much better goalkeeper than Peter yeah. Hart. He's not yeah. a claim. He's a, I mean, living in some sort of parallel universe. The, the save for David Silva's um, shot from distance in the first yeah. half is very, very good, well, especially like, with the deflection. Adrian, it, it's a bit... He's a bit like that bloke in Quantum Leap, isn't he, Pete? Is, uh, oh, someone's done his research. Somebody's <laughs> <laughs> been on the Wikipedia. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, you, you can imagine David Moyes and his team sort of going, still, on the positive side, um, Joe's not eligible today. <laughs> yeah, so it's out of my hands. And, and David Moyes has now got an absolute textbook reason to keep picking Adrian. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can say, well, I picked him, he, he played, played well, well, I can't drop him. But mm. think of Joe's ambitions for next summer. I know. Who's going to front up for us when we go out in the group stage? (laughs) (laughs) We've got Joe Hart in the squad. (laughs) Uh, But let's move on to Liverpool, who have been largely excellent of late. It has to be said, since Spurs beat them 4-1, Liverpool have played eight and scored 25 goals, including four clean sheets 
and only just six goals conceded. Yeah. Have they turned a corner since? Well, that they did have Wembley? a severe kind of um, game within that run, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Um, yes. But but yeah, generally they've been. A lot well, Arsenal had the, the cone league. game in their run. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't mention that. Yeah. Well, you mentioned it. I, I didn't need you, to. You ignored me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they they still didn't lose away in severe. No, which still, is but it's, it, the, you know the defense, defensive shonkiness was there, wasn't it? But yeah, and, and perhaps it's churlish to mention that. Hang on a minute. Can I just say? Yeah, they did. Didn't lose, right? yeah, yeah, they but didn't. they were three nil up with forty minutes left. <laughs> well, you know, and uh, they didn't win. But their record in the last <laughs> uh, eight games, including that game, is pretty good. They are banging in the goal. I watched the um, Brighton game. I can't yeah. remember what time it was on, but I was in the US, so I was able to watch it because I don't. If it was a three o'clock game, that's how I was able to see it anyway. Oh, um, and it wasn't a five-one game. I mean, I, I ended up feeling that. If, with the greatest respect to, to Brighton and to Chris Hewton and Glenn Murray, if those chances that Brighton had, especially early on, fell to a better, more lithe striker oh, come on. than Glenn, I think they might have put the Frighteners up Liverpool a bit Don't more. Have a go. I, mm. I, I didn't think that was a 5-1 game at all, and I think that's why Chris Hewton was annoyed. Isn't that testament to how good Liverpool's front... Well, front three is. Well, I, I, they, I, they are taking. They've been really ruthless and clinical with chances and putting those big scores into games where actually the chances. Yeah, are, but you know, okay, yeah, okay. Fair. So there was a couple of times you might say they rode their luck, but actually, if you look at that very makeshift back three, mm. Wijnaldum, Chan, and um, Lovren, you know, three players who shouldn't be playing back there. Um, <laughs> uh, they, uh, you know, they they had they they packed the midfield. And uh, and obviously had the boys um, to to hit them on the break, and my goodness, they hit them on the break. I mean, yeah. just they are devastating. They, they changed, and Mane yeah. wasn't even playing. They changed their team in, in quite a weird way, and and still Coutinho, Salah, and Firmino were all excellent. And Firmino's not obviously started every game anyway. He's, he's rotated a few players around, and Mane didn't even feature. I don't think. No, he didn't even come off the bench. Nor did Sturridge. Um, it, it, I mean, listen, it was a comprehensive win for Liverpool. I just think that's, that that Bryson could have found themselves a bit unlucky. They had. Murray probably should have had a hat trick in that game. Well, mm. right, but for me, the focus is on how devastating, as, as Jim was saying, how devastating Liverpool were. I mean, Brighton, even if Brighton had have scored a, a couple more goals, I just think the way Liverpool just kept. They still would have beaten them. Absolutely mm. hammering them yeah. on, on the break. They, it was just incredible to watch. They've been fantastic. I mean, even Coutinho's free kick. Oh, it was delicious. How do you judge that? You, I guess you're looking at the body language of the wall like bef- just before they jump. It was so casual, but so, so difficult to do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when Aldham said he didn't find out until the morning of the match he was playing in the back three and I loved his just honesty when he said I found it very very difficult yeah. <laughs> was like, I don't want to have to do that again he specifically said um, for me it was difficult because you need to know when to close spaces and that's interesting it's a very sort of different uh, different mentality from someone who's more used to sort of you know picking yeah. up the ball and distributing mm. would, you, would you be annoyed if you were Clavan on the bench <laughs> Clavan was ill though wasn't he he's uh, on the that... bench though <laughs> still play- on the bench it's, well, a, it's a weird one that because I, I always wonder about when players are sick. Like quite often, they just like they play half an hour at the end or something like that. Oh, did, just, was, it, was he supposed to play then? I, I'm not. I'm but not it, sure. But, it, but I didn't was, need to. The way the game panned out, it was well, kind of like. Yeah. I, I think that's it. You know, the, the scoreline suggests that Liverpool had an awful lot of chances and took them, and and that is exactly what happened Absolutely. in the game. I, I, Liverpool were sick. Yes. They, were, they certainly were. I mean, at this this point last season, they were playing like this, and and very quickly they ran themselves into the ground and really, really struggled in January, didn't they? But Klopp's moving it around a bit more now. Mane yes. not even, you know... Not even there's no Africa Cup of Nations. Yeah, of course. Do you reckon that Klopp won't pick Mane throughout January anyway on purpose <laughs> just to show how much they've improved? Prove a point. Yeah. I think yeah. so, yeah. Well, Liverpool have won five out of the last six Premier League games and they're only just back in the top four on, on 29 points, three behind... Chelsea in six behind Manchester United. Still a club in crisis. It shows Marcus. you how tough it is up there, Peter. <laughs> they can't Newcastle, they, had, they, they got close to the... Newcastle to the, are in crisis. To the top of the mountain and then, and then slid all the way back down. Oh, in a stinky time. 
Stinky. Well, they need to pick up points before this silly run when they've got to play Chelsea and Man United and all those people. Well, they've already played Chelsea. And Man United. Yeah, they're right, see? <laughs> so there's, there's more points in the bag for them now, surely. Uh, we're going to talk about Everton and ooh, the Championship after this. Speaking of which, it's <laughs> correspondence with Pete. <laughs> <laughs> bit strong, isn't it? Bit strong. Uh, hello to Andrew. Uh, he says, as a child, I went to an American football game and my team lost. On the way out, a scary fan of my team got in my face, uh, face and screamed, uh, that's OK, we just need to get our shit out of one sock and into the other. Right. <laughs> what? For years, I thought this shit sock to sock was a common sports cliche. But it isn't, no. not even in America. <laughs> However, watching Everton, I keep thinking, they just need to get the shot of one socket into the other. I don't really know how to accomplish it or what it even means, but it seems like the best solution for Everton this year. And I guess it's good advice for most teams or people, actually. You shouldn't really have shit in your socks at all. Well, based on what I've seen of Everton this season, get the shit out of the sock. <laughs> yep. Do not put it in another mm. sock. Right. Check put it, it in out. the sock of another team. Put it down the toilet. Yeah. Flush it. <laughs> <laughs> and then spray the... Uh... Yeah. But. What is it called? Air freshener. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, hello to uh, Jeremy Ram. We're talking about uh, missing goals uh, while I go to the loo and stuff like that. Uh, hello, oh, yeah. uh, Ramblers. Uh, on the uh, subject of nipping out to go to the toilet and missing goals, I thought I'd tell you uh, that I reckon I'm cursed when it comes to the matter. Uh, this guy's seen a lot of decent football matches. Uh, missed the only goal in a Bundesliga second division match. Toilet. Missed a Robbie Keane goal in 2010 against Andorra in Dublin. Toilet. Missed a stunning <laughs> David Villa uh, free kick goal at the New Newcamp against AC Milan in 2011 late back from half time missed an early that's your own fault missed an early (laughs) messy opener in an 8-0 win against Osasuna on the same holiday in 2011 a few minutes late to our seats again Uh, missed the Romania equaliser at the Parc des Princes at uh, Euro 2016 toilet Oh my! Oh the, yeah, above, the above list makes up about a third of all the games I've been at, which makes it worse. Can we get this man a colostomy bag? <laughs> <laughs> and oh. Yeah, and FYI, he says, I've only ever been away from my seat once again, maximum. I, I would say to him, as you fucking like. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say, on Thursday show, you guys were debating on how long it took Liverpool to score those three goals mm. in the Champions League final oh, yeah. in 2005. It was six minutes. Oh, because I ah. said five. Yeah. You said five, but someone else said 14. Whoever it was out of you two should be ashamed. Yeah, of no, they should be. Probably yeah. Donny. Would it, it really be me, me? And I was already ashamed of myself. Oh, okay. that's, <laughs> that's, that's always ticking along <laughs> in the background. <laughs> this is what underpins me that you do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, this guy's uh, gotten so bad that I have a reputation amongst friends where they don't let me go pee towards the end of games when their team is winning. Okay. <laughs> so there we well, go. I might get an extra goal. Yeah. He also missed Ronnie O'Sullivan's sixth ever snooker one four seven. What the hell? In his career. I mean, are these just because he went out for a packet of crisps? Oh god! Oh, that's the worst one. That's the yeah. last one, isn't it? Are these just things that he's not even attending? I've <laughs> missed loads, loads of stuff. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I can't. St- it's disrespectful to the. the don't go. Yeah, you're going to behave what? like that. He so, shouldn't go so, to what, these go events. Go to the toilet and buy crisps. No, someone else. That man's have... more animal than no, man. He shouldn't go to the event. He just stay at home and watch. Mark is right. If you are buying crisps at the snooker, you deserve everything you get. Absolutely right. And what are the noisiest snacks? He might let O'Sullivan off. Yeah. Yeah, it probably yeah. wouldn't have happened if he'd been there. Like that Walker's advert in the 80s. Might as well just have a bowl of crunchy nut. Yeah. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. If you are listening, Kellogg's... Uh... Yeah, we are. <laughs> We're up for anything. Yeah. <laughs> up for anything. Marcus Bella, 2017. Yeah. Fonz. Uh, that was specifically Fonz. aimed at Kellogg's. Cereal-based. Cereal-based. <laughs> <laughs> up for anything. Yeah. Uh, Fonz uh, has got in touch. Um, I think that's some kind of nickname. But uh, hello yeah. there, Ramblers. I'm a new listener since August and a first-time mailer. Good to have you along, Fonz. Uh, all the way from Belgium, so apologies for any misuse of the English language. As always with people who use English as a second language, always... 
uh, the fact that I can't even say the next word like your site, dictates like, that they're way did better he start than me. Yourself, did, did the font start with he? He no. Ah, oh, shame. Oh, the fonts with it. Mm. What's, his, what's his name? His, his name is uh, Jerome Snayers. The fonts, but uh, he's written fonts at the end. Fonts. How so are you spelling that? <laughs> What fonts? Yeah, F O N S. What fonts are you using in the email? Do they yeah. keep varying? Is that maybe why it's got this nickname? Helvetica. Come on, Wingdings, Wingdings. get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, throughout your show, I've learned about the heartbreak Eric Dyer has gone through after his breakup with Deli Ali. Mm. I've noticed he was with uh, Jan Vertonghen last Friday as Jan streamed the both of them on his Instagram right. as they watched the World Cup draw. Fantastic draw. Hope to, to see jealous. you guys on the 28th of June. I just hope Eric is being honest to his feelings and isn't using Vertonghen just as a rebound. This would really affect his performance on said World Cup. I admit it's an impressive slow play, but it's just not right. Wow. I thought that was a lovely emotional little, uh, plea to uh, yeah. to both parties or all three parties rather yeah. reconciliation uh, is the thing yeah. I know hello uh, move sh- on together <laughs> if you want to say hello it's uh, shortthefootballramble.com um, I've got a few highlights of the week if you want them alright then just Far squeeze away. them in are they your um, own ones no they're from uh, a series of listeners the first being Alan Glynn Glynn this is not a highlight per se but I enjoy Jeff Shreves <laughs> describing Sam Allardyce as one of the most forward thinking men ever <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah, but for Jeff Shreves, he probably is. Yeah, on Sunday supplement. Ever? Um, and uh, that's very enjoyable. <laughs> he puts the toilet seat down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Stevens says, discovering through the Chart Music podcast that Kevin Keegan mm-hmm. once, co-host, sorry, once co-hosted an episode of Top of the Pops, ostensibly to pr- promote his latest single, mm. um, but he wasn't able to perform it because it had only reached a hapless 172 in the chart. <laughs> <laughs> the worst moment, however, is where the now disgraced Dave Lee Travis tries to head a ball to impress him. Keggy pushes him over and then remarks that DLT doesn't enjoy physical contact, which sets up <laughs> DLT for a disgusting bit of leering about how there's one person he would like some physical contact with, Sheena Easton. <laughs> oh. oh, the scene is so terribly 70s. Yeah. Horrible. <laughs> Can't think of any oh, more Marcus is off. Yeah, he's right. <laughs> oh, and I'll, I'll finish up from Peter Blow, who's a regular contributor, oh, yeah. probably a friend of the Ramble by mm-hmm. now, who says, I saw a banner at the cricket in Australia which simply said, Wenger not out. Yeah, <laughs> nice. There nice. we are. Nice. I love that. Yeah. Oh, Keggy. Will you make number one, Kevin? Yes. No! no, no. <laughs> he had quite a few singles, didn't he, Keggy? People, yeah. you know, people think of one or two here and there, but he actually released quite a bit of music, from what, what I remember. What number did they get to? 172. <laughs> he released quite a bit of music. Um, well, for Kevin Keegan. Yeah. <laughs> More than you think. Yeah. yeah. More than none, which is insane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I oh. imagine he put some stuff out in Hamburg that he, like, we never saw yeah. later. Well, that's where he started, yeah. you know, just yeah. doing the clubs in Hamburg. I was going to say, didn't like the Beatles. Didn't yeah. they all? Didn't they all? And your favourite, Silla Black. Yeah. Um, Don't if... give him a chance. <laughs> no. That's, yeah. Not getting into it. <laughs> they, she covered Exile. It's no. Edit Point. No. Edit. <laughs> Exiles Kiss Me All Over. She covered it. It was dreadful and I don't care for her. Exiles Kiss Me All Over. Yeah. I want to kiss you all over. Marcus, you are aiding and abetting this. Don't don't look confused. This is your fault. (laughs) Oi. He's my brother. This is like you've got a mogwai wet. (laughs) (laughs) Pete and I are having a nice time together. Don't feed me exiles. Kiss me all over after midnight, Marcus. (laughs) Banana phone should have been a warning. (laughs) (laughs) That warning was not heeded. So now you deserve everything you get. Indeed I do. And so do Everton, because they've hired Big Sam. They've got a nice win at home against struggling Huddersfield. Allardyce, the only man 
to have managed seven Premier League clubs. Mm. Um, yeah, is he going for the full set, do you think? Well, he's, <laughs> yeah, he, if, well, he's well, not going to get one of the top six. Though, he's, yeah, he's yeah. going for 14. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, the English clubs hate the English managers. Uh, he's already got his feet under the desk, aimed a dig at Marco Silva, the man Everton originally wanted. Don't forget that, Sam. Um, possibly because uh, he's better. Um, he said, I am not criticising Marco Silva, but Marco Silva's track record has got no comparison to me whatsoever. He got Hull City relegated. Well, you are criticising him then. Yeah. 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 So you're saying he got Hull City relegated. You forget about you know the, the, the titles he's won in, in, in one or two other countries, but of course they won't register on Big Sam's British radar. But Silva's response was, was very good. After the making the, the point that you wouldn't compare the amount of goals Peter Crouch and Richarlison have scored against one another, because as, as uh, Silva put it, Crouch is 37 and, and Richarlison is 20, so that would just be stupid. Mm. And he said, uh, he went on to say... Um, <laughs> This is great. Go to see what he was doing when he was 40 years old or even see his first seasons as a coach. What was he doing then? Then look at what I am doing. Or we can wait until I'm 63 years old and when we compare what I have done, that's more sensible. Yeah, I love that because Allardyce has responded to that as well by saying, oh, you know, I just asked a question and, um, you know, I'll always stick up for my record. It's like, yeah, but you don't have to, like, go on the offensive to another, another, one of your professional colleagues. (laughs) It's it's just stupid behaviour from, I mean, Big Sam, he can be a bit of a buffoon. When Allardyce was 40, he was managing Blackpool. There you are. There you go, in case you're interested. Well done. Well done indeed, Luke Moore. I mean, yeah, like answering questions has been his problem recently, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the thing is to take that to its natural conclusion. With a napkin on his head. <laughs> you can't, yeah, you can't just, you know, you can't just go, I think he's an absolute wanker, and then go, oh, I was just, I was just asked the question. Yeah. 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 You didn't have to answer the question yeah. with that phrase. You, you couldn't have, you Diplomacy say... is occasionally important. Yeah. <laughs> Stand by your own words, but in a, you know, in a better way. Um, yeah, well, well, just say, well, you know... I, We've got different records. You know, I think I've got more Premier League experience. You know, I've but, got the job here. Whatever, but, you but, don't need to... But wouldn't a 2-0 home win against Huddersfield yeah. feel like the, the warmest feeling ever for Everton fans? Oh, my goodness. Uh, based on based on, um, on Sam taking the job, because um, they, they need stability. They need, uh, the, yeah. the, the, the season, as you guys were saying sort of late last week, you could argue the season <coughs> they've experimented... It's not worked. They need to sort of really sort of shore up and, and, and get through the rest of the season safely, get as high as they can to try and attract, with respect to sound, try and attract someone uh, bigger and with, with more capability to take them into that upper echelon of the Premier League. Um, but a 2 0 win at home, solid, decent, mm. is, is, is exactly but no what one's But critis- no one's suggesting that this is a bad appointment. This is. A slight this, this a functional appointment. Is it a functional appointment with with a hint of emergency? Just a very very Absolutely, small yeah. hint of emergency. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but um, but 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 Allardyce's comments there's, there's just there's, it's just silly. There's there's, yeah. there's absolutely no need for that. And and the reason why they wanted Marco Silva is because they wanted a functional but also not just functional an appointment which uh, somebody like Silva going into Everton, which they would have thought and hoped with with Cumin. You think to yourself, this guy can push us on. This mm. guy can actually make us challenge yeah. for a, maybe a Europa League spot or something like that. It just feels like Allardyce is still burned by the England um, scenario. Yeah. So he's actually being more aggressive than he normally would because he feels like he's, you know, mm. clearly feels like he's still got something um, to prove and he's just maybe being a bit more vocal about that. Having said what I just said and following up on what you guys said last week about Allardyce saying that uh, is, is Everton's season essentially a right? A right? I don't, I mean, just thinking about it a bit more deeply. This is probably the best squad of players that mm. Allardyce has ever worked with. Mm. You could argue, like, I mean, some of the players they've got in there, Sir Gerdson, Tom, they've got some good young players like Pickford, Holgate, Davis. No, you're, you're, it's um, a fair comment. They've got Calvert-Lewin. They've got some good... I mean, 
the one thing that really spurred me on to say this is the fact that Everton are now in 10th. Well, this is yeah. the thing. He's, they're, he's, on, they're only um, seven points off a top six position. Mm. He's got plenty and plenty of time. Mm-hmm. If he's still got it in his locker, Allardyce, and he can still do, um, bear in mind what he did with Bolton mm-hmm. back in the day, he's, I mean, they've got potential to actually do something. Because yeah. one thing they do, they're quite bad at Everton, is conceding goals. I think only Stoke and West Ham have conceded more than them, I think. Um, if they can shore that up, they've got a real chance of, of, of pushing on, certainly. I mean, they're already top half, so certainly up, mm. upper top, lower top half. Yeah, so. absolutely. I, I think as well, I, I think you're right, this is, a, this is an excellent squad. You could argue, I mean, are Everton the biggest club he's managed, maybe? You put, I guess yeah, Newcastle well, and West Ham you put up there as well. But, no, like, but I, th- I think you, you might have a point there. You know, I think t- they probably are, yeah. In terms, yeah. Of, in terms of kind of recent history and, and recent kind of trophies. Right, who wants to smack in the mouth? Okay. <laughs> what, are you thinking about his time at Limerick? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you thought that highly of West Ham. Yeah. <laughs> what, what I was going to say, though, is I think if, you know, if he brings it back to basics and gets people just doing what they're best at well, which is you know, a real hallmark of his style, when you look at players like Sigurdsson in there, in, him in particular, he really will have a chance of getting, you know, of, of, as you say, doing something and just getting them kind of flying up there. And I wonder where Rooney's going to play. He seemed to play a bit deeper um, at the weekend. And I wonder if actually he'll sort of have him in midfield a bit more, a bit, bit I further I think back. he'll be attacking midfield. I wonder if he'll... Because yeah, I mean, you've still got that problem though, haven't you? You've got the, the Sigurds and Rooney, yes. Barkley when he's back, Davy Klaassen, too many, you know... Too many midfielders? There shouldn't have so bloody many. Yeah, I agree. I think you're right. But I think Sam is... is Allardyce is very, very uh, experienced in, in getting, you know... Getting getting performances out of players and playing them in, in a simple way, the, the, the position they're most used to playing, rather than being a bit too clever, um, which which possibly means that he will never, as we've already said, go up there and win loads and loads of stuff because he's not going to do that now because he, he's, he, most of his managerial career is behind him. But going back to basics means he's probably perfectly suited to a job like this. Very true, very true indeed. Yeah, but I think the point you make is that uh, Everton are you know back to back wins changes everything. Yeah, those, does, ex, yeah. those six or six points, and suddenly, as you say, they're seven points off Tottenham Hotspur for mm. growing out loud. Mm. You know, and you think, well, okay, then we're not going to catch Spurs. You wouldn't have thought, but maybe the season isn't quite right. Maybe we were Who a little bit hasty. Knows? Indeed, yeah. Huddersfield, they're dropping like a stone. So uh, yeah. it'll be interesting to see what happens to them next. Let's move on to the Championship, more specifically Sunderland. I more wonder why we're talking about them this week. Um, a Sunderland fan, yes. <laughs> um, well, let's set the scene. Sunderland's uh, the disastrous home record continues, Peter. They lost three one to Yaps Chaps. Before we do this, I, I just want to point out that I said before this that I. Have haven't actually watched the Sunderland game and people were like, don't worry about it. <laughs> that is not going to be a problem. Yeah, well, it's, it's the worst home record in English football history. Um, their last win at the Stadium of Light was on the 17th of December 2016. It's so bad there that one Sunderland fan dropped his kegs and uh, had a jobby in the stands. Yeah, yeah. well, That's the, a review, isn't it? <laughs> it's only fair to say the police have denied that this actually happened. Oh, really? the kid was 17, but I wonder if that's the police helping him yeah. save it a face, maybe? I think, yeah. I think at this point, Jim, we need to cross uh, live to our shitting in a stadium correspondent, Mr. Pete Donaldson. <laughs> uh, who was I talking to recently? He was no in denial. a... <laughs> They went up to, oh yes, I do. Yeah, he, he, the, the landing question uh, went up to Newcastle to watch uh, West Ham play in uh, Newcastle. Uh, they were in a hotel uh, lobby, uh, waiting for the dad to come down and get rid of all of his um, his uh, West Ham clothes that he got. For, have a Not night a jobby in the lobby. Have a night on the town. And uh, a drunk uh, Newcastle fan uh, was just sat uh, on a table by himself, probably about 18, just stood up and started peeing on the table. Oh, then got thrown out. That is piss poor. Piss poor. Um, it is bad, but it's still not as bad, which no. is phenomenal. I know, yeah, yeah. When you said that, I was a bit like, yeah, it wasn't that bad. Because yeah. I've been desensitised um, by this. But Jim, you said that, uh, you, you know, mentioning the police, mm. denying it, of course. Well, one eyewitness said 
he squatted and curled one out. Oh dear! I mean, that was quoted in the news. That was quoted in the Daily Mirror. Curled one out. Do we need that kind of language? I, I, well, I needed to do the quote, Peter. <laughs> you did need to do that. <laughs> you know, I, wasn't, because... I wasn't telling you off. I was saying that it was reported in a national newspaper. The, the term curling one out for crying out loud. Someone told me that a, a manager currently working and doing quite a good job in the Football League, who I won't name for legal reasons, someone told me that he is well known as being an, one absolute boozer mm. and his band was banned from several hotels and pubs <laughs> in the area where he used to manage because he kept uh, urinating uh, all over the place, including uh, one of the hotel lifts. Oh, oh right. no. What an awful man. Yep. <laughs> Terrible. There we are. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's have a look. Turn him. Turn him. Turn him. Okay. right, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. There well, we he's are. this footballer there, isn't he? On the Wikipedia. <laughs> Should be pisser. <laughs> Lift pisser. <laughs> well, anyway, we should say that the, the man pulled up his trousers and the stewards removed the dirty bastard from uh, Sunderland Stadium. So, get out, you dirty bastard. <laughs> <laughs> that sort of thing is reserved for Sunderland Town Centre and only Sunderland Town Centre. Ah, oh, there's oh, the dig. Do you want to go out as well? Take it to Metroland. Oh, you dirty oh. bastard. You dirty bastard. You dirty rotter. Oh, I'm surprised. Uh, you took... fucking rotter. <laughs> Go on, say it again. Yeah, yeah. Do another poo. Bill Grundy. Drop your Bill Grundy. Bill Grundy. Yeah. What, have you, what, what have you just done in the stands? Shit. <laughs> 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 uh, you do remember the Sex Pistols being interviewed by uh, Bill Grundy. Don't give it away. Let no, I'm just the you dirty bastard. <laughs> you, or like in the Step to Son, you dirty old man. Yeah. Yeah. One for the kids there. Actually, or, when, when Johnny Rotten did that interview, he was actually being inhabited by Sam Beckett from Quantum Leap. <laughs> <laughs> Not many know that. I thought you were going to oh, say boy. Sam Allen, I said. Yeah. You get the basics very well. <laughs> Al turns up because you have an 80% chance of saying shit. <laughs> You're not, oh. you're not laughing, Marcus. That's not Quantum right. Leap, Steptoe and Son, Sex... All the, all the moderns. Yeah. All the moderns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all the big ones. All yeah. the big ones. Um, oh, before we go to an ad break, Leonid Slutsky has left Hull by yeah. mutual That is a real shame. I wonder if he'll stay in the UK. He's been living in England for a long while and he's well up for a Premier League job. He's, he's, <laughs> well he's not helped himself there, has he? He's, <laughs> he's a bit of a character, the big slut, so we hope he stays. Yeah. Well, I, I hope he stays just so you keep saying that. <laughs> Slots off. There was reports that he was saying that I really want to. I've been learning English. I've been living in the UK for a while. Mm. Um, I want a Premier League job, and if if it means doing it with Hull City, great. Yeah, yeah. Twentieth in the league. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you're no, only. Yeah. I mean, has he won what four out of nineteen? I think sixteen points off the playoffs. So yeah. looking, looking, <laughs> ba- ba- increasingly ridiculous. unlikely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> was that his argument? We're only sixteen points off the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, we've got loads of games There's left. Five wins in the draw. It's still in our hands. Yeah, but it won't be for much longer. I fear, and that's what Hull have feared, and he's gone. There we are. We're going to talk about the World Cup draw after. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or 
or Lambert-Eden syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If I had an extra hour in the day, I might catch up on the latest football news, take a lovely walk with my dog Sammy, or maybe interview someone using an orange peel and a broken iPhone. You know, normal journalism stuff. But it's not always easy to prioritise our time, and that's where therapy can be an extra helping hand. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Untangle any unneeded worries and start to value your time for you. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash ramble. This. Oh, there we go. Beautiful young eggs. Eggs that need a mum to take care of them. Hey, Lovely eggs. You've got a new little piece of kit there. I didn't notice that. Well, a little dial that goes up and down. That's very nice. Yeah. Something to help with the it? volume of your jingles. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always had problems with them in the past, so oh, no, yeah. we're all good now. There good. we are. Don't forget, everybody, the preview show sponsored by Bet365 will be out on Friday. It will be a cracker. I've got a feeling in my bones. How did our better get on, Peter? He muffed it right up, mate. Oh. Yeah. Well, did, oh. did Jay Rodriguez muff, muff it up for him? <laughs> he was unlucky. He yeah. had a double. He had uh, West Brom and Everton win, and oh. uh, neither of them did that. Well, un- one of them did that. He was unlucky, <laughs> but it's still a muff up. Yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> a miss is as good as a mile. Exactly. Um, uh, but if you want to be the best better for this uh, week, do get involved. Show at thefootballramble.com. I'll be back on the duty this week, so you got yeah. uh, you got a chance of dealing with me and not Donaldson. I yeah. know. Got to get past me. It was, it was going to be an easy uh, easy result with me um, on the gates. Sadly not. No. <laughs> got to get past you. Don't Let's talk about this bloody draw because I'm excited. Come on, the World Cup draw is real again. Ah! Another one. Yeah. Eggs. Little oh, eggs with little like... bits of paper in. Gary <laughs> Lineker had a lovely dig at Fabio Cannavaro. He did, he did yeah. yeah. Well, it was more Italy, a whole country. Mm, yeah. Shots fired. Yeah, he said, when, when Cannavaro was pulling out the balls, he said, uh, nice to have Italy involved in the World Cup. Imagine if Cannavaro just turned around and went, oh, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've won, won it, Gary. Mate. I've yeah. won it. At least I've lifted the damn thing. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, well, you know, we, we have to um, live and die on those little digs, don't we? It's, yeah. all, it's the only... Uh, it's all we've got. Exactly. We've got, yeah. um, cracker of an opening game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah! Russia versus Saudi, Saudi Arabia. Arabia. A classic. The you... civil rights classic. Ours was on the human rights derby. You <laughs> yeah. oh, there we are. But it was nice to see our Gary Lineker hosting, of course, and some yeah. uh, some very famous football people involved. But that will happen, Peter. That will that happen. happen. Did you see the cell? Was it, I'd was rather it? a Kate's in there, quite frankly. I would too. Yeah, would I'm you? a lot of time for, for Kate's, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, fair enough. Well, uh, the tournament begins, uh, of course, in, in June. England play Tunisia, Panama, then Belgium. And if they don't bugger it up, 
Then they'll play uh, one from Group H, which could be Poland, Senegal, Colombia or Japan. What I love so much about the World Cup draw is how giddy we all get immediately. Because, as you say, suddenly it's become real. real. For a moment, it's summer and you're you're 16 again. We're still in in it. When you see the World Cup font... Yeah, oh, the you... font they've used. Oh, oh, oh they've got branding. The World Cup poster. The poster's Levy brilliant. It's brilliant. Oh, oh it's, it's magnificent. Yeah, it's um, the best one in years. But, but you, you look at you look at that. That you know the teams we could get if we get through the draw, and you think Poland, Senegal, Colombia, Japan. I fancy it's against any of those. And then you go through <laughs> them and go, well, Poland could be tricky. Senegal could as well. Colombia could too. Japan. I'm, I don't know. I mean, we lost at Iceland. Like you, <laughs> kind of, yeah. like you just you're you're blinded immediately. Um, <laughs> you know what? I, I I understand exactly what you're saying. But looking at the draw. Knowing that, bearing in mind that England are a pot two team, mm-hmm. so they would have to play a pot one team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Russia are the host, of course, and they're pot, they're a, probably a bit of a poor side, but they're the host, so that mm-hmm. that brings its own problems. Mm-hmm. If you could hand pick a draw, a group for England, that's pretty close to what you would pick. It's very yeah. close. I might I might swap Poland and Belgium. Belgium that's around. what I was going to say. The only but, yeah. the only potential swap would be potentially bringing Poland or Russia in I, for Belgium. I, I was but relieved Belgium, England got pulled out in that group. But not only the group, but the order in which we're yeah. playing the group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Belgium have got their own problems. So who do you think we're going to play in the quarter final? Well, <laughs> once we get to the quarter, is... what we're going to get beaten by? <laughs> no, when you get to Pete, listen. When we get to the quarterfinals, we'll be properly warmed up by it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, that's yeah, it. You don't yeah. want to start, want to want to want to start too fast. No, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh. I'm so I'm looking forward to all these cliches. People are probably still going. You know, Italy traditionally starts slow. They haven't even qualified this time. Yeah, so they started very slow. Watch they? out for them. They're going to win it. No, but yeah. think about it, Jim. How slow they are starting for the World Cup in Qatar. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is a real slow burner. <laughs> Are goodness. you on the plane or not with BM Spells? <laughs> oh, I'm, I am clinging to the wing. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, that, Pete, Pete's in the engine. <laughs> Pete's sat in the engine. Yeah, sucked in like a bird. Pete, are you, in the, are you on the England double-decker party plane? Um, I'm yet? on the party plane. Great, no, you're on. Yeah. Well, I want to make it clear. I'm, I'm, I'm riding the drinks trolley. Pete's in quarantine. Yeah. He's in the hold. Spells, he's not having it. When Pete said he's on the party plane, Marcus looked really annoyed. Like, yeah. not. No, he's <laughs> not. be on the normal fictional yeah. plane with the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm clinging to the wing because wing, you get more adrenaline that way. You do. Way. I'm I'll, have, I'll have missed the plane. I'll, I'll book another one. You forget you left yeah. your passport at home. Yeah. That usual story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I did that once. Too many, isn't it? Too many. Yeah, too most many. people never do that. Most people never do that. Any other groups? Yeah. Yeah. What do you spell Which other groups? I think Group C is quite a nice one. Poor old Australia in, in, in with France, Peru and Denmark. I say poor Australia. I mean, they're probably the weaker side out of the four. Um, but I think that's quite a tough group. Because, I don't mind because yeah. I don't care about Australia. No. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but also Australia are, as you said, a fairly poor side anyway. So like they're going to find it difficult wherever they are. They are, but I think that is quite True. a tough group. I like Group F. Do you? Germany, Mexico, Sweden, South Korea. Mm. Yeah. Is there a group of death? Not really. There, there's yeah. a few. Got, I, do you know what? Like if, groups of I think the group, the group of funds are like Japan's group. I, I would say. I just think there's going to be lots of stories. Yeah, well, of course. Um, group D is in, an early prediction for me, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. Oh, hello. Iceland will draw with Argentina. I, I think Group okay. D is probably the closest to the group of death. I'd say so, because it's, I'd say they're the most evenly balanced. Argentina. Mm. Argentina, I'm glad England avoided them. They're a little bit light in midfield. Uh, defensively, they're, they're okay. Extremely heavy up top, yeah. Uh, with with Messi and Co. Obviously, uh, I mean, we say this though, but Argentina—they are a tournament side. I mean, yeah. Imagine if we had the likes of an equivalent of Messi and Aguero and all the rest of it, and people were going, "Well, you're not that good." We'd be like, "Yeah, but we, you know, get the ball up to the yeah. boys." You know, I think um, Argentina probably. 
possibly arguably have the most pressure on them, given the whole kind of, always, oh, you know, Messi needs to win a World Cup to emerge from Maradona's shadow mm-hmm. sort of thing. That narrative is, is of no use to them at all. And no, that shadow's that's a horrible thing to... Yeah, yeah quite. And we've spoken, yeah. spoken of, as a few people have, about Nigeria, who always get Argentina, of course, mm. uh, and Croatia. They have mm. got some handy players. We, we in could have drawn Iceland because they were pot three, so I'm pleased we, sw- we swerved oh, yeah. them. Imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <it'd be> <laughs> revenge. Yeah, as, we never get revenge, revenge. Though, do we? Oh, no, that's a nil, nil draw. really true, yeah. <laughs> The glory is ours. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't yeah, score against better. us. <laughs> didn't score against us this time, you mugs. Yeah. Uh, Portugal, Spain will be a nice one, though. Last World Cup, yeah. we got what? Uruguay, Italy, and Costa Rica. That was a tough group. Very tough. So tough, we didn't get through. <laughs> That's <laughs> how tough it was. Compare the, compare the, this draw this time around to that. That was a proper group of death. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was that. It was another group as well that was particularly difficult. But yeah, I think I think it's more evenly spread. Or mm. is the quality less, ladies and gentlemen? We'll find out in Russia. Now we're counting down. Summer. But I'll tell you what, playing Tunisia first. That'll yep. be um, nil nil. People are saying. Well, well, li- well listen. I'll tell you what's going to happen. Yeah. 0-0 against Tunisia. Mm-hmm. We'll okay. narrowly beat Panama 1-0. Mm-hmm. And then we'll mm-hmm. lose 4-0 to Belgium. <laughs> Will we get through, though? Third in the group. Into the Europa. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that how... Into that tournament the USA are hosting in, in, in the... Oh, that'll do. Yeah. Oh, Imagine if FIFA changed it, though, that uh, you know the World Cup became more important and you know there was like 200 places at the World Cup, so everybody's there. And if you go out in the first round, you then play the European Championships, the Copper... They completely denigrate the content the of the tournament. Yeah. The plate. Yeah. <laughs> like the plate when you're a kid at doing a tournament. Yeah, cool. indeed, yeah. Well, it, it's, it's still all to play for. A I... six-months countdown. <laughs> I quite We're like We're doing it. this every week. Indeed. I quite like it when people say, Tunisia, well, you know, obviously, um, we, we, we played them in 98. Well, they'll have a different side. Yeah. <laughs> we, don't know we don't know yeah. anything about them, okay? So, I, I can't, I mean, I, I, at the risk of ruining my already terrible reputation, <laughs> I, I've done, well, as we all have, about 600 football podcasts, and I can't tell you a single Panama player. Yeah, Torres, who scored the winning goal, I think. Put the, the, will well, the Panama, well remembered. Will the Panama grandma be there? The one, the, who was time, the one who was time-wasting. Didn't she uh, hold on to the ball? Is that right? I hope so. Do you yeah, remember right, when, all yeah. the, when all the... The Panama grandma is not real. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Pete yeah. Dawes' videos. At least uh, probably yeah. Panama grandma. Yeah. Uh, well, do you remember when uh, the, the ball boys were like smashing the ball away when, right, they were, okay, they, yeah. when they, they last qualified, they needed to win? Mm. I thought maybe... I might be getting my wires crossed here, but I thought there was like a grandmother who like held on to the ball and they had to oh. get the ball wrestled off or something. Did Eden Hazard come on his kicker? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, quite possibly. Anyway... Now, Ooh. all right. What was that? That's, Whoa! That is the going for gold. That sounds like the, sim- that's the start of a Middle Eastern jingle. <laughs> for whom the bell tolls, yeah. Marcus Speller. There we are. It's yeah. time for going for gold, Peter. It is time for going for gold, Peter. Let me just press this button. Lord, there it is. Ready. I've come back to take my crown after, <laughs> after Thomas Gravison last week. Yeah. Crown is that? I got that after the first clue. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Well, you weren't here, though, so it doesn't count. I Somebody... shouted it, but you didn't yeah. hear me. Somebody Did you read it. the email? <laughs> <laughs> James Quinn. Thank you, James Quinn, for this a nomination and this set of clues. Good luck, gentlemen. Why don't you explain to people how the game works? Just I, uh, it's basically like uh, Jermaine Genesis' uh, quiz that he does on <laughs> Friday yeah. Night Five Live. It's funny, and that, he, isn't it? Yeah. And he, uh, basically, he reveals, um, <laughs> he reveals a clue about a mystery footballer and then... The, the, the other panellists and uh, yeah you've got I, a guess I like it so if you're familiar with that you'll be familiar with this <laughs> yeah. I, I mean I like Jermaine Genus I think he's alright or Genus as we have to call him now but I just don't I, I just don't know where he gets his ideas from <laughs> that, the, the name there was that was Sam Allardyce style dig that was no it was Ferguson on Wenger alright oh, yeah no it wasn't I like Genus oh. but he's a rip off merchant go on <laughs> <laughs> I was born on the 16th of September 1965 okay that makes him 52. 
Ooh, la, Cheers. La. <laughs> Just helping you out. Oh, and it did. Mm. <laughs> that would have taken me ages. Stop. Is it Stuart Pearce? It's not Stuart Pearce. No. Right. I am a World Cup winner. Mm. Stop. Lothar Mateus. It's not Lothar Mateus. Stop. Roberto... Baggio, who hasn't won the World Cup. Yeah, I'll waste them again. Stop, that's a church itch. <laughs> getting out of the way. <laughs> I made 42 appearances from my country, scoring 16 goals. Stop. Oh, I forget his first name, mate. That's poor. Thomas Litbarski. No. Stop. It's not Stefan Guivarch. No. He, he wouldn't be that oh. old. Oh, no, yeah, he wouldn't no. be that no, yeah. yeah. Great guess, though. <laughs> Always nice to think yeah. about, I'll give up. <laughs> he certainly wasn't joint top scorer in United 2 with three goals. I know that much. Oh, stop. Oh, no, it can't be. He won the World Cup. No, forget it. Stop. Jürgen Klinsmann. Incorrect. I have played... Oh, I should have should have got... Oh, bang the table again. Uh, I, <laughs> I have played in the Bundesliga, Serie A and the Premier League. Come on. Stop. <laughs> Um, Andres Bremer. What? He played in the Premier League. Did he? Oh, Premier League! I didn't hear Premier League. Silly me. Silly me. What a waste of a guess. It's funny because when we do these sorts of things, I reckon like a lot of our younger listeners, the names we read out, they have no idea. Who they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Andres Bremer. If you're under the age of like 25, there's no way you know yeah. Andres. Oh, Bremer. Give us. He scored. <laughs> Andres Bremer scored a winning goal in the World Cup final. Yeah. yeah. It's not that out of left field, is it? I oh, just found the youth for today, mate. All right. Uh, I'm a Champions League winner, scoring twice in the final I played. Stop. In. It's got to be Carl Heinz Riedler. Correct, Carl yeah. Heinz Riedler. Oh, Boom! <laughs> Moore's back. <laughs> I retired in 2001 uh, after helping Fulham win Division One. Yeah, I know because I knew it. Yeah. I know it. I know. <laughs> One clue from the end. He is so pleased, ladies He's and gentlemen. A, and before we go, Marcus, a... the pound will buy you 87.07 <laughs> Indian rupees. Oh, so it's on the up. Let's get ourselves over there, gentlemen. What about the RuPaul's? That's a more important one. I don't know. The RuPaul's. RuPaul's. The RuPaul's. RuPaul's yeah. Drag Race. The RuPaul's. <laughs> from South American UK. <laughs> <laughs> that is a niche joke. That is a niche joke. I like that. Yeah. Oh, I like oh, that. Andreas Bremer. Come on, you, get on with on, it. How's your luck? How is your luck, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble. It's been an absolute pleasure having Luke Moore return. Yeah, we'll be back with On the Continent on Wednesday, and then the previous show will be out first thing Friday morning, as, yes. per, as per. It's been lovely having you, Jim Campbell, here. Thank you. It's been great having you, Pete Donaldson, here. It's been all right, hasn't it? Oh. How, how have you enjoyed yourself, Marcus? It's though? That's been what lovely. It's time to go. All right. There we are. This is a groove. It's time to go. I'm enjoying the groove. Sing along. You having it? Yeah. Have a freestyle more. <laughs> it's like a montage at the end of a movie. <laughs> I didn't realise there was so much of an intro on this one, to be honest. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, no, keep just, it on. Just keep it on. All right. Does anyone else know what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what's happening. Someone's taking a bass guitar for a walk, Jim Campbell. That's what's happening. <laughs> Come on. We're at the chorus now. Peter, you're a DJ. You shouldn't talk over the lyrics. It was Exiles, um, Kiss You All Over. There we are. Ah, yeah. Covered by the late, great Cilla Black. Black. Ta-ra. Ta-ra. <laughs> it's Graham with an elongated bass intro.
Let's talk about this bloody draw because I'm excited. Come on, the World Cup draw is real again. Ah! Another one. Gary Lineker. Oh, Gary Lineker was hosting, wasn't he? Our Gary Lineker. Diego Maradona. That's not going in, is it? Oh, <laughs> You're playing with fire, brother. Oh, I want to kiss you all over. Kissing your eyes. I want to kiss you Kissing all your over. ears. And I'm kissing your eyes. I want to kiss, kiss you away all your fears. 